What's up, everybody? Welcome to Words of Wisdom podcast, where we're wild with wisdom from all walks of life. I'm Jennifer Brienne, and I serve as your podcast host to bring words, voice, language, and freedom to your world. It's Wednesday, so let's wise up and talk about purpose. Now, look, this is one of those topics that is very taboo. Um, taboo, not in the negative sense, but taboo in the positive sense that it, it it's kind of like, we love to talk about it, but sometimes we don't like talking about it because we feel like we don't really get anywhere after we've talked about it. And sometimes we just feel like very motivational and, and inspired, but also very lost. So the wisdom that I want to impart today will actually give you some practical tools on how to discover your purpose, how to walk in your purpose, and how to know more about your purpose. Now, if you've been following this podcast, um, you know that I've talked about this before under a different name. I've changed the name of this podcast several times. Um, but yeah, you know, as you grow and you change, you do, you do things differently. So whatever. So you can actually go in my podcast archives and talk and, and find where I talk about how to do your purpose diagram, right? Like how to, to, you know, draw your circles and you let them overlap and then you do the vocational and then you do the passion and then you do the mission. And yeah. So if you haven't heard that, I would suggest you go check it out um, because that will give you more detail behind it. What I want to really focus on, on the, the process of finding purpose and, and including God and, and hearing him and inviting him into this area of your life. But one thing I did not do is I, I realized I shared this story with a young lady um, yesterday, actually. And I wanted to share this story with you guys because a lot of people were like, well, how did you find your purpose? Like, yeah, those are the steps you gave. And that's the process that, you know, the philosophy you've adapted. But like, how did you find your purpose? And so I know that, you know, people want to know the story. So here is my story. Let's start with this. I was in college. I was a freshman in college. And if you know anything about my story, you know that um, I was raped by my youth pastor in high school. Okay. It happened my senior year. And so now I'm a freshman in college, the, the latter part of that same year. And I'm dealing with so many things. I mean, I got a 16-hour semester. Um, I started as a freshman. Um, I played college basketball, so I started as a freshman. So I have the pressure to perform. I'm playing with these seniors, you know, who know all about, like, playing basketball at this level, you know, trying to fit in, trying to find myself. So many different emotional experiences. I'm away from home, you know, by myself. My boyfriend and I had just broke up. So I'm just painting the picture of what all I was going through. And it was during this time that I thought that, you know, um, sex was the way, right? So I thought that, you know, giving my body and, and, and harnessing that choice back was how I wanted to vindicate myself of this situation that I went through. And so I had some sex and I'm talking about, yeah, I did. And so much so to the point that I remember being on the top bunk of my freshman um, dorm room. I had the top bunk and I was laying in bed and I had a dream that in my inner thigh, um, I had a tattoo and the tattoo said Abigail. And I just knew that I was pregnant. I said straight up and I went to the bathroom and all of this just blood and yucky stuff just came out. And I was like, wow, um, I think I just had a miscarriage. 
So um, I remember calling my friend. I had a friend in high school. And by this point, she had had her second child. She had got pregnant when we were 16. We were best friends. She got pregnant when she was 16. And then she got, she just had a baby right before I left for college. And so I called her and I asked her all these questions. And she was like, if you think you had a miscarriage, like you need to go to the doctor. And I was like, no, no, I'm good. Like, yeah, like freshman, <laughs> freshman mentality, right? Come to find out, just so you guys know, like I did not have a miscarriage, okay? That's good, right? Um, it was um, likened unto the medical process of when, like, the quote-unquote cherry pops because I researched it and I found out that that can happen anytime. It doesn't have to happen, like, when you're actually having intercourse. Cool. All right, great. So not pregnant, didn't have a miscarriage, God is good, right? No. I went back up to my dorm room because, remember, I, I thought that I had just had a miscarriage. I went back up to my dorm room. And I laid on my bed and tears were streaming my face. And I'm talking about I was crying. And if I have ever been suicidal, suicidal, emotional, uh, emotional, suicidal, that turn, it would have been at that moment. And at that moment, as those tears are sliding off my face, hitting my pillows like bricks, I was just like, why am I here? Like, why am I even here? Why am I on earth? And that is when purpose opened up for me because I needed something better and greater to live for. Mind you, I am away from home. All of my family is back home. The boyfriend that I came to college with, we just broke up. We don't have a relationship at all. So the security that I thought that I was going to have when I went away, like that's not there. I feel so alone. I don't have my church family because remember all of the stuff with the youth pastor happened. So they abandoned me. They threw me away. They were like, bump you in your whole life. They thought it was my fault. That's another story. Get my book, Letters to Mama Lester. That'll tell you all of those details. So anyway, going through all of these things only to come to college and think that I got pregnant within my first semester, find out I actually did it, which is cool. But in the moment, you know, that is what I thought had happened to me. And so as I'm sitting there crying, why am I here? Why am I on earth? What is, what does this mean to me? That is when purpose opened up for me. So I felt led to get off my bunk and to go read my Bible. And I got into my Bible and I, I felt led to go to Isaiah 61. So if anybody ever asks me my purpose, I will tell them it's Isaiah 61. At first, at that moment, it was I was just reading and rereading uh, verses one through three. It was just the first part. But as I've grown in purpose and I've grown in what I do and who I am, I find myself throughout that whole chapter of text. And so that is how purpose opened up for me because I needed something to hold on to. I remember sitting there reading that text and reading that text and reading that text and reading that text and reading, text and reading it and being being like, wow, like this is who I am. This is who God said I am. This is what God called me to do. Like he wants me to give the oil of joy for mourning and beauty for ashes. He wants me to set the captive free. He wants me to preach the good news of the gospel to the poor. Like he has anointed me to preach this good news. Like I'm anointed to do this. So I begin to find identity in the text. And I don't know if you believe in God or not. But if you do believe in God, I firmly believe that if you are walking in purpose and that you are searching and seeking purpose, there's no greater place than to find purpose in the word. The Bible says for people who pause on that statement, for people who say that they don't know what their purpose is, I always take them to the word. If they say they're a believer, I take them to the word and the general assignments that we have as the body of Christ, because none of our purposes and none of our um, missions in life will be obsolete of what God has already called every believer to do. So the great commission to go and to compel men to come, you know what I'm saying? Go on the highways and byways and compel men to come, you know, um, 
then there's uh, the mandate that he, you know, he said he's not giving you rule and authority and power over the fish to sea, over the fowls of the air, over all the cattle on the hill, and over everything in earth and over every creeping thing that crawleth. That's a general purpose statement in that you yourself as a believer have like very um, general, I guess, assignments to do in the earth that assign you purpose. Every every believer is called to, to preach the good news and to compel them to come because it's God's heart that no man should perish but that all should come to repentance, right? So every believer has that expectation. So if you say, well, I don't know what my exact purpose is, well, get started with the places that God has already spoken to every believer on, and then you will find your unique identity in those things. That that method is great because it that's not the way it happened for me. You know, for me, it was a very specific, like, part of the text. And I was like, great. And I began to grow in that text. And I didn't have, you know, I didn't have any vision. I didn't have any direction at that moment. I just had peace about it. And a lot of people, when they are searching for purpose, they just need peace, right? They need to know that they are on earth for a reason. And if you are the person listening to this and you feel like, well, okay, Jennifer Brianne, like, I don't feel like I have any purpose or I don't feel like I'm worth anything or I just feel like I'm just here and I didn't ask to be here. My parents just had sex and here I am. No, I guarantee you that you have purpose. The Bible says that he knew you before you were formed in your mother's room. He knit you together for such a time as this. So you're not born. So stop with all these lies. If you're not, you were born in the wrong generation or you were born to the wrong family. No, you have been strategically and divinely placed so that God can use you for his glory. And you have to receive that. You have to believe that. You have to know that what God is going to do with your life is greater than what your wildest dream could ever imagine. You have to know that every part of you aligns with what thus says the Lord, okay? So again, you have to come into agreement with that. And a part of coming into agreement with that is resting and settling on what you know to be true already. So now, speaking to my non-believing audience, if you don't believe God, you say, well, well, Jennifer Brand, like that's cute and all, but you know, I'm not really big on the God thing and I don't really know about scripture. And that's cool. You don't have to know every scripture and you don't really even have to be on the God thing because guess what? God does not, <laughs> he does not void your purpose just because you decide that you don't want to follow him. He does not take away your gifts your talents, your skills, your abilities. Um, he doesn't void you of everything he equipped you with. He's not that kind of God, all right? So even though I'm talking principally to what God can do for the believer, it also really technically applies to the unbeliever because, again, you're still equipped. You were still knit. Whether you believe that he created you or not, you were still <laughs> you were still knit in the womb. You were still formed in his image and in his likeness and his purpose, and none of that changes just because you decide to live your life how you want to. Okay? Okay. So um, just come to agreement with that as well so that way you don't feel left out of this conversation, all right? When we're talking about purpose, we have to understand that you are purposed to do what God has called you to do, that there there isn't a choice necessarily. There isn't a um, this is not something you get to create. You know, it is you were already created and you were already packaged to do this thing. All right. So let's just let's put it in a very natural example. All right. Go to put your mind in a factory, right? Go with me mentally. We're in a factory and it's a factory. They are assembling chairs. Okay. 
So you probably got an image of a chair. The first image of a chair that came to mind was my office chair because it's the one I sit in the most. You may have seen a dining table chair. You may have seen um, a recliner chair. You may have seen in your mind just a regular basic, you know, classroom chair. Whatever chair you've seen, just go with that, all right? So we're in this factory. I'm standing beside you, and we're watching how they're putting all of the pieces in this box together so that this chair can be assembled. And then what they do is they 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 you know they wrap up the box, they put the tape on it, and they put a label on it. And when they put that label on that box, that box is then destined and designed and sent to a specific location at a specific time to do what it was created to do. And as that box travels through the shipping services and travels to wherever it needs to, to get to the location and the specified destination, it gets there and there's somebody who has to assemble it. Right. So when that chair arrives at the doorstep of the person that it has ordered this chair, has called for this chair, that chair has a need. So the purpose of the chair was back at back when the parts were put in the box. The purpose didn't come. When the chair arrived at the house, the purpose didn't come when the person placed the order. The purpose of the chair was designed and set before the parts were even called for. And that's what I want you to get. I want you to understand that every part of you is purpose, every part of your being, every part of your nature. Now, let me tell you this. There are some things that you may have to get rid of. There are some things that you may have to cut away. There are some things that you may have picked up or adapted in parts of your development and your assembly, you know, in line with my analogy that you may have to put down and that's okay because you know, the Bible says we're born in a world of sin. So some things that, you know, we don't need, we don't, we don't want to take on. However, there are some other things that were uniquely designed and put in your box and in your package that when they come all together, they will sit and they, <laughs> no pun intended, but they will sit in the place that they're supposed to, to do the thing that they have been called to do. All right. Now, this is one thing I believe about persons in my purpose. It's my personal philosophy and, you know, take it or leave it uh, however you believe about it. But I believe, and especially in talking to young girls about purpose, I believe that girls or people in general, actually, um, that they think that purpose is this arrival point. Like it's this destination. Going back to my example, people think that purpose, you know, starts when the chair is assembled and somebody sits in it. No, that's not correct. I believe that you are forever on a purpose path. And I'm going to write this book one of these days, but I believe you're forever on a purpose path. Like I believe every part of your journey has purpose, like every part of your being, every part of the, every stage in your life. Even if you find yourself in a place in life where you don't think that you have purpose, I disagree with you. And I will and I will boldly tell you that here into your face, because I believe that every part of our life is a purpose journey, that every part of your development of your experiences can be used to glorify God. Now, do we want everything to happen that happens in our path? No. This is everything that happens in our path, like destined by God. No, it's not. But I do believe that all things work together for the good of those that love God and are called according to his purpose. And because I stand in believing that we are all called to his purpose, then I believe all of those different components, all of those factors, all of those experiences, um, all of those jobs you worked, all of those everythings that you went through. And yes, I said everything. <laughs> all of those everythings, because you know what your personal everythings are. I believe that those are the things that God has called us to and that God will, well, not all of those things, but I believe that those are the things that God, as he has called us, that he will use those things to get glory. 
Now that's not that's not a mayonnaise statement. That's not something you can smear, you know, over everything in every situation because I've been through some situations that I did not see how God would ever get the glory from such a heinous and a traumatic experience. Okay. So I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know what you're going through. Um, but just take that with a grain of salt because I do understand that some people have gone through some different things. Okay. So when we're talking about purpose, when we're talking about the wisdom behind purpose, Jennifer Brand, what is it that we need to know? What is the wisdom? What is some information? What is a wisdom nugget about purpose? All right. Well, this is wisdom nugget number one. Purpose is who you are. It's not what you do. It's not um, the business you start. It's not the brand name that you want. It's not a role. Okay. Purpose is who you are. So before, so to, to my single mother or to my wedded wife and mother, you were, you had purpose before you became a wife. You had purpose before you became a mother. Um, to my high school teenager, you had purpose before you joined the dance team. You had purpose before you got on the basketball team. Um, you had purpose before any of your life ever started. So no role. So we can eliminate roles in life. I think roles in life allow us to fulfill our purpose. I don't believe that they are our purpose. I do believe that they sign. A, they can assign us purpose in a season, but I don't believe they are in totality of our purpose. I believe that they give a name to a purpose assignment. For instance, um, a lady that is pregnant and becomes a mother, we call her mom, or she is called mom by her children, and that assigns a purpose to her role in the child's life. There's a relational factor that comes with a purpose. So I do believe that roles in and of themselves have impact on purpose, but I don't believe the role gives you your ultimate purpose. Does that make sense? I hope that that's clear. Okay. So let's, let's make sure that we're not finding identity in roles because roles change, you know? So to that mother that has all of her kids that are out of the house that are in college, you know, she has to redefine her purpose as a mother because they don't need her as much. They're not dependent on her. I mean, they're probably asking for her a lot of money, but as far as rearing, like her role has changed, right? So again, we cannot just rest our purpose and roles. The problem with that is, is we begin to take on an identity in a season as a life place. And that is so detrimental because what if God wants to change that place? What if that season is up and time has moved on? Okay. So again, you had purpose before any of your life ever began and you have to know that. All right. Um, I also believe that the wisdom is in the so the wisdom is that it's, it's who you are. So find out how God created you. And the only way you can do that is to go back to the creator and ask how you were created. When he took me to that text in Isaiah 61, it showed me some aspects of my creation. It shows me, first of all, that I'm anointed. OK, cool. It shows me that, you know, I am called to the brokenhearted, to the captive, to the bound though, and the afflicted. Those four types of people are my people, right? So like, those are the people that I gravitate toward. Those are the people that I tend to adapt and to, you know, uh, adopt to a sense. Though, So, you know, that tells me something about my personality, the people that I work best with, the people that I'm assigned to, that I can pour into. It tells me a lot about me, right? And you have to get into the face of the creator to know what you are called to do. Now, I need y'all to understand that purpose and a calling are not totally the same things because purpose is all encompassing, I believe. And then a calling, it would be much like an assignment, you know, um, it, it may come in a duration, it may come in a season, but when you are called to do something, it can be a life calling, it can be a seasonal calling, it can be a, a, a temporary calling, like the Lord has called me to, and then you fill in the blank, all right? But I believe that every life calling 
every business venture we take, every book we write, every podcast we listen to, um, every relationship we enter, very vital, um, every church we attend, every social event we, you know, associate ourselves with, whatever the case, like all of these things should align with our purpose. They should align with who we are, especially when it comes to us giving, you know, right? Like when we're giving to others or we've committed to doing for others, serving others, loving others. And I believe your purpose lets you know what your propensities are because it's who and how you were created to be. So the wisdom, the wisdom nugget again, and I'll say it again and again and again and again, it's who you are. Purpose is who you are. I don't feel like you have to create purpose. I don't feel like you have to force purpose. I don't, I definitely don't want you to idolize purpose because it's a God that's greater and bigger and larger um, than your individual purpose. But I do believe that we should seek to fulfill our life purpose. That when we stand before the Father, or that when our life ends and our dash is complete, you know, sunrise, you know, 19, whatever, to uh sunset and then filling the date, like when we complete our dash on our tombstone that we have fulfilled our life purpose, all right? It's just that simple. It's just that important as well. So again, that that's wisdom nugget number one. Wisdom nugget number two about purpose is be mindful, be very mindful of who and what you allow to speak to what your purpose is. What you don't want to do the reason why I say that you have to go back to God is first of all, he created you. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to make somebody, you don't want to give somebody that responsibility. Like you don't want to assign somebody the role and the duty of telling you what your purpose is. And the reason why is because you become extremely vulnerable and extremely susceptible to whatever it is they say concerning your life. Like the magnitude of letting somebody speak to your life like that is huge. You should only want to hear from the father concerning that because that will shape and mold every single part of your being. And nobody, I believe nobody should have that kind of power. And if you're at a place where you feel like, well, Jennifer Brand, I can't hear God like that, or I'm not to that place where I can hear God fine, then walk in what he's told you to do as far as the word. The word has clear instructions on who you are. It says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that his works are wonderful, and we know that full well. It says that you are more than a conqueror. It says that you are the head and not the tail, above only not beneath, that you're a lender and not a borrower. It says that the last shall become first and the first shall become last. It says that you are an overcomer by the blood of the lamb, by the word of your testimony. It says a greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. It says a greater works than these shall you shall you do. It says that you're to walk by faith and not by sight. It says the just shall live by faith. I think you get the picture, right? That there are already some things in place for you to live by, for you to govern your life by until you get to the place to where God can speak to you and unveil to you different parts or show you rather what your purpose is and what your purpose gifts are. I believe that we, because of our skills and our abilities that, you know, we've been uniquely crafted with and we have a strength and a propensity toward that they mirror and they speak to what our overall purpose is. So you definitely don't want to give anybody that type of power. Now, of course, you want to run it by some people. You want to be accountable, you know, just have them praying in agreement with you. But to want somebody to speak that over your life, like that's heavy and that's dangerous. I think it's dangerous, especially if you're a babe in the faith and like you're not sure of the person that you're allowing to speak. I think the person speaking is what is huge because you want to make sure that person means you well. I've had a lot of people speaking to my life down through my life, a lot of people. And I've had to 
filter through what they meant by what they were saying. And whether it was, you know, good or bad, you know, that's something that you have to grow in your own personal discernment. And so as far as purpose goes, goes, not goals, I have purpose goals, that's good. But as far as purpose goes, G-O-E-S, as far as it goes, I think that you, um, I think that you should be mindful, right? And be aware of yourself, deep self-observation, okay? Pay attention to who you are, pay attention to what you like, Pay attention to what you have absolute zero tolerance for. One of the ways that I believe that people can discover purpose is in a kind of an oppositional way that, you know, if they are deeply passionate and deeply moved by something or they see a solution to something that nobody else sees, then boom, like that might be your purpose because you may be the only person that has eyes for that situation, the way that situation, that problem, rather, the way that you see it. And you may see solutions and ways of working that thing out that nobody else sees. And that may be your purpose journey. Like, I'm sorry, that may be your purpose assignment. Like that may be who you're called to be and what you're called to resolve and absolve in this world. The Bible says that he wishes that no man should perish, that all should come to repentance. So we should also be mindful about the fact that if God has given you a purpose, it's going to be for his people. God cares about people. God loves people. All right. And your purpose should be to aid and to help, to assist and to serve people because God wants people. Okay, so I'm not saying that you can't work with animals like um, I have a veterinarian friend, Um, like I'm not saying that you can't work with animals or work in another avenue that indirectly affects or impacts people. But what I am saying is ultimately it will help and better the lives of other people. All right. So purpose, man, it's it's a big topic. And I really um, I really don't want to continue prolonging because there is so many aspects and avenues of of purpose and that we can talk about. So I tell you guys what you let me know if you want to do a part two to this and um, we can talk about it some more in depthly. The main things that I wanted to accomplish was to share my purpose discovery story in hopes that it will motivate you um, to moving into your own purpose and moving into who God called you to be. And my, my prayer for you is that you discover the purpose purpose that's on the inside of you and what God has uniquely crafted and created you for in the earth and the parts of the world that you're in. Um, my purpose, I sum it up very, very succinctly. Um, I have honed this in for me. Um, you guys hear me say it. I post it a lot when I say, you know, I'm here to bring you words, voice, language, and freedom. Um, later on, I talk about communication in one of my podcasts and um that that is like who I am that is what I'm called to do um words voice language and freedom remember I told you about the captive the bound the afflicted the broken like that those are the people that I'm called to so I'm aware of these things and um because I'm aware of these things it it makes my life different it makes my choices different it makes my my relationships different and not different in a bad way but it I know that without purpose, I would feel almost a little lost because I've been there before. But I believe that, you know, as you get into that intimate space, just like I did, I mean, I just went with tears and frustration, but you don't have to go that way. You can go and ask the Heavenly Father right now. You could quote him. Um, let Just so you know, that text is in the first chapter of Jer- Jeremiah um, and that, it, you know, it just says that, like, I created you. Um in your mother's room. And then it goes on to talk about how he, God knows the plans that he has for us, thoughts to prosper us, to bring us hope in the future and expect it in. Some, some texts say purposes and plans, right? So again, I believe that this is a huge topic and that if you don't know your purpose, this is something you should quickly and swiftly not delay on and that you should implore more about.
All right. Because then it will make your decisions. It will got very different and it will guide and guide your path differently. And when I say guide your path, um, like it will allow God to be the leader of your path. And that is what we ultimately want. And that's we want to ultimately be pleasing to him. And so, again, purpose is amazing. If you guys want to do a part two, let me know. Uh, Follow me on all of my cool stuff. Go check out my website. Sign up. Let's get connected. Let me know who you are. I would like to meet you. Send me a voice message, a video message. Reply to this. Write my podcast. Let me know if if you like it, uh, what you want to hear, if there's any topics you want to cover. I love you guys, and I thank you for being amazing. I'll put all of my information in the description box. It'll either be below um, or behind the podcast, depending on what platform you're listening on. But again, thank you so much for tuning in to Words of Wisdom on Wednesday. Thank you for wising up with me and I will see you all. Well, I guess I won't see you. (laughs) I will speak to you all next week. Until next time, guys, peace, love, and hair grease.